look at this. You guys can't get mad at us for starting late. I am starting 15 seconds earlier. That's how excited we are for tonight's show. We have underdogs, Hayden Winks, joining us tonight. We are going to do a Dynasty Superflex rookie mock draft here. Talk through all of the prospects, including our favorite, Sky Moore. Let's do it. Pat Fryer Helmo. <laughs> This is why I'm hot. Anita Hanjob. Fix your sight. Jamar. <laughs> Alpha play chase. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Canaries Tony? You can't handle the heat. It looks like we're finally at this point. You're right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Dude, ship gold. chasing intro, right? Hot off the presses there. Uh, Hayden. Welcome to ship. Ch- is this your, is this your ship chasing debut? I think I've done it once before, but I've been on some of your other shows. I've, I've lost track. Which <laughs> yes. You know, I, but I, I keep track. Yeah. Maybe, maybe on one of our uh, draft marathon streams, but regardless, it is, uh, it is great to have you as uh, Bradley uh, points out here in the chat, you've been crushing it over with all of the prospect stuff on the underdog channel. Thought we had to get you in the hopper here to uh, talk it through with us. So yeah, it sounded like pre-show you're get you're a little exhausted with at least the prospect research portion of things. Yeah, I, after watching Khalil Shakur, I was like, I right, enough already of the tape. If I have to go beyond that, I'm whipping up college market share and calling it a day. <laughs> I mean. Uh... I haven't watched a ton of tape on Khalil Shakur, but I, I like his stats. His stats are pretty good. <laughs> so, the tape's yeah, uh, decent too. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, if we were, you know, theoretically to do this mock draft, how long would it have to go before Khalil Shakur would be drafted? Let's see what the ranks are. Twenty-two overall. Is that About the line? 10? The Khalil Shakur. I think he's like. I think he was like my wide receiver fourteen or something. All right. So it's it's not that the bad. The fourteenth overall. Like, yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> You're fitting right in, in Superplex. Uh, Gretch, we have to find out though. How was uh, how was the road trip? I don't know. Did I miss any pictures? Did you post pictures on Twitter? I didn't. My wife's not big on posting the family pictures. I got some great ones of some of the uh, national parks we were at and stuff that I should have posted. But I was gonna post like halfway through the trip that stuff because that was the first half of the trip, and then I just didn't because we we're still doing things, and then. I don't know. I just didn't once I got home too. I, I mean, like the whole thing of posting online is just sort of. Uh, it exhausts you. I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> well, give us the exclusive. What was the best part of the uh, the best part of the trip? Oh, dude, I don't know if there was a best part. Uh, so we did nine days. We drove three thousand five hundred miles. We spent a couple days uh, in Anaheim for Disneyland on the kid's birthday, which was a lot of fun. Uh, my my oldest birthday um not both of their birthdays that would be weird um <laughs> but so the seven days we were driving did like 500 miles a day i did all the driving literally 100 percent of the driving oh my, my wife did not get behind the wheel so that was pretty i was pretty stoked about that that i managed that um no uh i mean we so we did like bryce canyon we did zion we did grand canyon we did the redwoods and golden gate bridge on the way back kind of hit the whole west coast south southwest it was a fun ass trip dude it was i mean there was a lot of layers and I'm staying in the Venetian on on your. Uh, oh yeah, did draft? you get did you get out for uh, any debauchery? Uh, in Not Vegas? really. Yeah. No. No. We went out to dinner. Um, my wife has never been, and the kids were pretty overwhelmed too. We went straight from the national parks, like three days in the national parks, to Vegas on <laughs> yeah. the night of the national championship. So, 
my family was pretty overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of kind of low-key night in Vegas, but it was Did fun. you say uh I my take is I, I think Redwoods might be legitimately one of the most underrated places in the United States. I mean, some of the hikes there, and just because there's no tourist infrastructure, like you could drive miles trying to find a gas station, that the trails are just empty and it's still like some of the most incredible terrain you'll ever see. Yeah, Redwoods are incredible. I mean, being from the Northwest, that's the one part for, again, for the family, like they weren't as stoked about, I would say, because like trees and everything is very f- familiar up here for all the kind of hikes we do at parks and stuff. But especially compared to like Zion, Bryce, Grand Canyon, all that stuff, that's not, that's terrain that we don't see stuff like that up here. But uh, I loved the Redwoods. I was like, they were walking fast on the trails and I was like, hey, man, let's like look at like, these giant ass trees. Like these are really giant, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I Can I just full dad, yeah. mode, dad mode on the trees? um casey uh commenting about hayden eyes he says great we have pink lights now i just want the record to show i have upgraded my light setup i'm not quite on uh, hayden's level yet but i did do the pink just for the ship chasing i have my new ship chasing uh lighting specifically for this show um hayden did you do you have a full-on uh remote control for yours yeah, we got the full setup. I paid a good like wow. twenty six dollars on Amazon <laughs> for all this stuff. Yeah, I am. I'm so happy because I just today ripped up the ones I had that I was manually turning on and turning off after every show. And I was like, I have to get a fucking Bluetooth automated system, or I'm gonna go crazy. <laughs> so you can just change that during the show, Hayden. Yeah, not the like the big blue ones. I'm I'm still a, a poor, and I do have to do the manual, but. The little strip light, I got the little the little setup at least. Nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of preloaded ones in here. This is uh the Chinatown vibe, apparently, but uh, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to work on that. We're gonna just stick with the pink uh for tonight. Um, Pat, what's new with you? Well, Not you guys are talking about your lights, pink. and I uh I can't even get my camera to, uh, to <laughs> show me in real time. I mean lights, like you <laughs> talk about uh you know, I got I got real problems over here. I'm I'm a man of the people. Just drinking my beer, trying to get my camera to work. What is the deal? I mean, there have to be people in Brooklyn that have good internet. Why why does this elude you so much? It's actually so. I actually felt a little bit better about it in a way where uh, recently found out that the entire building's internet is a disaster, <laughs> and there's a a FiOS guy trying to like pitch us. Because here we don't have like choices. Like there's the building is wired for one terrible internet service. So another also pretty bad internet service is trying to get in. And uh, that would be an improvement. We would all switch and and maybe uh, I'm, out, I'm having a good run here. Look, uh, you can actually see me in real yeah. time. It's nice. But uh, but yeah, it's it's rough. I don't know what, what to do except uh, except move eventually. Yeah, Sam says, how much do we have to increase the VIP feed? <laughs> yeah, it's it's now going to be uh, 10000 a month, and we're going to have fiber <laughs> optic cables uh, installed <laughs> in Pat's building. I mean, you got guys uh, sending you cell phones. Does anyone, can I get yeah. uh, an internet expert in here? Is there anyone uh, watch a show who's, who's an internet expert? <laughs> I mean, if I've learned anything, you, you start doing content, you put things out in the world. I'm sure someone from the ship chasing community will be at your doorstep uh, in in no time here to help you out. I all think right. it's too good of a bit. They, all of the internet <laughs> I know. experts don't want to help you. They just enjoy seeing you fly. <laughs> they mean, just enjoy it, seeing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it legitimately made the highlight, the new intro highlight clip. It's like I the, know it was literally it, me frozen. It's, it's it's not. It can't even be a bit. No, you think smooth that out? No, no, no. That that's actually part of the charm. Is Pat's internet <laughs> freezing? Um. So Hayden, what's your what's your overall macro 
take on this class? Should we be excited, ambivalent, wait for next year? Where are you at? I think the wide receivers are decent. I don't see anyone that's completely off the charts good. I think there's two decent running backs. Neither, I think, are not in the elite tier, and the quarterbacks are very wobbly. Like, even Malik Willis, like I was like, I know we're doing super flex stuff. I was like trying to make the upside case, which is obvious, but like, man, it seems like it's like a 10% chance like that actually happened. So it's like very hard to weigh that. I know we're really like rooting for ceilings and stuff, but even that it's, it's pretty hard to envision. So I think like Brees Hall, Kenneth Murray, and then like the top, I don't know, eight wide receivers I'm pretty intrigued with. And outside of that, uh, not for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's Pat, are you feeling well. similar? Similar. I'm feeling similar. I think maybe I like the wide receiver class like a little better in that. Like, I think it's, it's not like super, super deep in terms of like, you know, there's 20 guys that are awesome, but there's, it's like a really strong, like top 10, I think top eight, you know, whatever. So uh, we don't tend to get, I think like that level of depth all that often. Uh, and there's also guys at the top, like it's, it's not like, it's not like thick in one part, like, Oh, there's a bunch of kind of like late second round types or something like there's guys kind of all along the range in a nice way, but there isn't a Jamar chase or an Amari Cooper or someone who just jumps out. I agree with that. Um, but I, uh, there's a couple guys right at the top who I think are, are still like worthy of, you know, kind of wide receiver one in a class. I, I just did. I'm in the middle. I, I sent you guys earlier today. I'm in the middle of my first rookie draft. It's single QB. Um, and, and Pat, obviously we've talked a bunch on the show. There's some, some of the receivers that I thought were really interesting, have some, you know, some injury concerns, you know, it starts with like Jameson Williams, who's obviously still going to be a really high profile guy, but um, Pickens and then get later, later into the class, you have like Justin Ross and John Mechie and those guys. Um, I thought that those guys would maybe be interesting values, but like to piggyback on what both you guys are saying about the class as a whole, I was really interested in this rookie draft about number one, how thin the running back classes mm-hmm. shows up in the rookie draft. It's so thin. Like nobody wanted to take a rookie. <laughs> it looked like a it looked like a ship chasing draft. I mean, nobody wanted to take a running back. It looked like a ship tra- chasing, you know, it's just pissing yellow uh all through the start of the second round, especially. And so like like Justin Ross went like 205. Like I thought in a normal class, a guy like him with whereas like draft capital is projected to be would maybe be like a 210 or a 212 type, like late second, he goes pretty high up. John Metchie went 206. Like by 206, 207, 208, it was like I don't even want to make any more picks. Like there's not a lot of guys left that are that interesting compared to other classes, you know, over the last five years or whatever. One thing I'll say about the class, like this is a, not a very good defense, but I do think with the running back class, like these guys are going to get drafted. I don't think the NFL thinks that it's like such a bad running back class that they're just like going to draft way less running backs than usual. So you are going to see some of these running backs land in good situations. They're going to bubble up the way they always do. And after about, I think, running back five, you can literally pick anyone you want, whoever you like the best, that that can be your guy. And so, like, and I think it's very it's very flat. It's worth running back stabs. I would say I I kind of like Tyler Algier there. That's like my guy. Who's running back three? By the way, for the record. <laughs> I, I think you guys actually well, do all of these because I'm going to need this. <laughs> I think that I think the top of the class is like not strong past uh, past Walker and and Brees Hall. I have it the other way, Hall and then Walker. But it's not like 
completely op- like I, I have white three I, I have spiller four I have Algier five I think those guys are like like if you had I don't know Brian Robinson three I would think that's like a little weird but if you have him six like sure you know even if you have him five I'm not gonna like I just think like and to that point we're probably gonna end up looking back and be like oh that was the year this guy came out and he had like a pretty decent run or like there's there's probably four of those guys in this class. We just don't know who they are. So it's not fun to pick. Wait, I just got the Trey Sermon one-on-one thing. You're saying he would be the one-on-one in this class. He would be my RB3 again. <laughs> <laughs> no, Even I'm, with I mean, what you know? Yeah. Well, I got, I mean, he destroyed my closing line value league. Off the, I mean, he was not getting any hype. Then I, I thought I was a genius and we saw how that went. To me, like the running back class, my, in my model, I have my RB3 is a 71st percentile prospect. And then... My RB10 is a 57th percentile prospect. So there's like a, a gap of like seven players that are like right next to each other. And they are not even near Kenneth Walker or Brees Hall. So like yeah, I mean, yeah. Brian Robinson's like the RB9, uh, but he's not far off of Isaiah Spiller, Zamir White, or James Cook, Rashad Wright. They're all the same, same people. So it's like really a get your guy because they all look the same pre-draft at least. And to what you guys were saying about how even if we collectively might not be as excited about this running back class, the NFL still remains incredibly excited. I saw this tweet the other day. Why is Washington scheduling top 30 visits with Bruce Paul, <laughs> Kenneth Walker? I mean, like one of the last teams that you would think would be needing to to spend, you know, draft capital on this position. But the, these organizations can't help themselves. But see, well, like and- Davis Price didn't make my running back ranks. I went to like 12 or whatever. He didn't make it. But like he could have. You know, like I, there's nothing, there's no reason that like I had to rank like, you know, Tyler Beatty or whatever instead of him. Like, so I do think that, you know, there's going to be, so it's almost a good year to have like fourth and fifth round picks is I guess what I'm saying. Cause there's going to be shuffling around of these ranks in a pretty big way post draft. Yeah. You just said some guys are going to bubble up and hearing you guys both talk about this, like even RB3 or RB5 to RB10, 12 range landing spot and draft capital are going to determine it the way that we rank this after right. the draft, right? Like a hundred percent, like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, why don't we why don't we jump into it? Uh Hayden, I will let you pick your draft slot. Um, do you guys want to do third round reversal? Uh no. Uh <laughs> do you want the the 101 or do you want the wrap? Uh the one four and the two one. I'll, I'll take the wrap. Let's go to the wrap. Okay. I do not want to make this one on one pick at all. So okay. Anything but that. All right, so we're gonna put we're gonna put Hayden at the wrap. Uh Gretch, fresh off of vacation, I'll let you pick next. Uh, I'll take the one-on-one. I'll take, right. I mean, I'll, I'll go Brees Hall. That's fine. This is why I'm hot. This is why, Pat, you get to choose. What do you want? Two or three? One-on-two. I don't want to make this decision. One-on-two is what I already had to do in my draft. I didn't really love it. I was trying to trade back. All right, Gretch. Is this yeah, super flex tight end premium? Is that how we're doing this? I think so. I mean, might as well get the quarterbacks in yeah, there let's, because let's get them in. I actually am, you know, one of the things that I feel like happens every year in Superflex drafts specifically is there's this juicy range from about like 110 to 2425 that just seems like a very similar tier to a lot of the guys going like mm. 14 through 19. And the more you guys talk about this quarterback class, about the depth at the running back class, I'm starting to worry where is that tier break this year? And it could be at like what? Two, it's a little one, earlier. Two, two? Yeah. yeah, it's a little earlier than usual. Um, So Gretch. Who's the one on one? Is this an easy pick for you? I'm a, I think I think it's Brees Hall. I mean, I obviously in Superflex it can be a QB, but 
I, I, I don't know. I think it's all. I, I like the receivers a ton too, but the part of it is like Sean made a really good point on our pod that we recorded yesterday as well, where like if you have multiple picks, um, especially if you have multiple picks in the first round, but uh, you know, if you're picking like 101, you probably got, got the 201 as well. You can hit a receiver at 201. There's not a running back that you're going to hit at 201. So for your actual like haul for your team in your rookie draft, I think there's an argument to be a little bit heavier on Hall and maybe even Walker, but kind of depends on what you have to play with in terms of draft capital. But Hall's a Hall's a good prospect for sure, right? You guys would know better than me. Yeah, and that, anyone... that philosophy will will sometimes get you in a little bit of trouble, like uh, Bishop Sankey in the 2014 draft, <laughs> where, uh, who, I, who I did select in some in some drafts, which is you know just absolutely soul crushing in retrospect. Uh, but I think I think it's different because I think Hall is a really good prospect. So you're not like you're not sacrificing pretty big opportunity costs at wide receiver uh, for, for a guy who's, you know, you, you're still getting a really solid prospect in Hall. Uh, yeah. Hayden, you said you didn't want that choice. It sounds like it's, it's pretty close for you up top. Yeah. I was thinking about going Garrett Wilson one-on-one Brees Hall is popping in the models. He's 96% on my model. I don't really see that level talent. He wasn't a big yards after contact guy. He's more just like a home run threat. And I didn't think that, there was anything like too special, but outside of like his numbers are amazing. So I, I have like a comp to DeAndre Swift, which is like pretty solid, mm-hmm. but I don't think that he's like Ezekiel Elliott or anything above that coming out of school. Um, I feel like he's going to be closer to like Antonio Gibson, DeAndre Swift type of talent, which is in this class, you'd have to take that. But I was leaning towards maybe one of the receivers, even though like the positional value is kind of kind of unique. If he snuck into the back end of the first round, would that maybe change your your outlook at all on him? Yeah, I think I have him currently projected. My model has projected draft capital, and that's already at 40th overall. So I don't think it would make that much of a difference. And he's already like 96 percentile. Okay. So we're we're going to be in like the high to middle uh, 90s, which is rock solid. But I, I didn't see like he's maybe like more close, like closer to like Javante Williams, who was like a fine perfectly solid prospect but i didn't think like this is like the next whoever you want to pick yeah yeah i think he's probably pretty similar to to williams as a as a prospect in terms of and, grade. and one key spot he's, he's gonna be 21 right like we, we know that the 21 year old rbs yeah. are good investments in rookie drafts for sure um all right corain you are <clears throat> otc i mean give me malik willis here like this is a super flex draft what, what are we doing malik willis i I think, like, depending on the what league, are we doing? Like, like he fell. He fell a two. Is that yeah, just an attack on me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would, I would say, I have an FFPC draft where I, where I have the one one, and like, I, I think I have Kyler and Trey Lance and Tannehill and literally no running back. I think I have Ramondre Stevenson. I'm going to take Brees Hall. Like, I'm going to take Brees Hall there. But in most leagues, uh, where you know the quarterback market is like super dry, it's hard to get these guys. I, I'm taking Malik Willis. Uh, I think I was looking at, you know, Hayden had some really good tweets about EPA per play. Willis has like a million red flags. I agree. Like he, he could totally suck. I, I wrote my write up that he could be a backup by a second contract. Like it, it's pretty ridiculously low floor. Really but, selling your one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can I reframe the question? What are we doing here? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing is he's going to get at least three years of job security and the the bar that he has to hit as a passer is so much lower than every other quarterback in this class because he does have that rushing ability. 
you guys are on uh, you and Josh were talking about it, like more like a Jalen Hurts level rushing ability, not Lamar Jackson, which I agree with. But I think that's still pretty that's still intriguing. Good. Yeah, that's still really good. And in terms of the EPA per play stuff, like we're not like as much as that's helpful. You know, Matthew Stafford led the league last year, including the playoffs. Mahomes was second. Rodgers was third. Allen was fifth. Herbert sixth. Like you want guys who are really good in EPA per play. They're going to be stars. They're going to be, you know, the best quarterbacks in the league. But you also have like Jimmy Garoppolo was ninth. Colt McCoy finished eighth uh, in minimum 100 plays. James James Winston was fourth. Like it's not like a guarantee that you're going to get uh, a really good starter with, you know, high, high efficiency. Teddy Bridgewater was 11th. Go down to these like rushing quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson was 20th. Jalen Hurts was 21st. Trey Lance was 25th. Like, what he needs to do as a rookie, not just to like get on the field, but to actually be like a fantasy star right away, it's not that high of a bar. And if he does that, he's going to be like the 108 in startups the next year. So to me, like he's probably, unless the landing spot really sucks, like if it's the Lions, like that's a problem because he's probably not playing all year. It's a Trey Lance situation. <laughs> but like a year if it's now. the. We're gonna have if Malik it's the Lions backing up Jared Goff for a year. <laughs> yeah. If it's the Lions, he went probably two overall, or he went top ten. Maybe they trade down a spot or something. But he he went really really high. So we're gonna feel great about his long term job security. So I don't know. To me, like I'd rather have him than Justin Fields at this point. Like because I want to reset the value. I want to make sure I'm I'm insulated from a guy potentially losing his job. So uh, just with the upside and like you get to trade him a year from now, if you want to trade him a year from now and you're going to be able to do so very easily. Yeah. It's interesting looking at, you know, some of the the mock drafts right now and see how the pendulum has like swung in favor of the spray and pray on wide receivers versus spray and pray on quarterback thing where it seems like you're still taking the approach of like, Hey, when these guys hit, they represent such an outsized advantage to your superplex team in the same way. The NFL should probably be saying when these guys hit having a rookie uh, quarterback on that contract is such a massive advantage, but you look at the projected draft capital. It's like the NFL is so out on these QBs in general that they're not even willing to take these swings. But do you think like Hayden, where do you think his floor is in terms of NFL draft position? Could he get past the Steelers at 20? Yeah. I think he can get to like 40th overall. Yeah, I mean, Daniel okay. Jeremiah didn't have him in his, his first round mock draft. I would say his window is like eighth overall to probably like 32nd overall. That Lions pick somewhere mm-hmm. is that's kind of where I'm leaning. I, I would say he has like the same odds of falling out of the first first round as going uh, second overall. Yeah, but I don't think he'll go second overall. Yeah, I think he's like going to be around like, I don't know, 12 or something. Um, yes, Fritzy boy, this is a slow draft. Everyone has eight hours for per pick and it does pause overnight from 12 <laughs> to 8 a.m. Eastern. Uh, but I will, I won't delay anything. I'm I will say, it. I will say I'd be pretty nervous if he goes 32. Sorry to step on your pick. Uh, no. Yeah. That, I mean, that wide range of outcomes is going to be very fun, uh, for draft night. I'm going to take Traylon Burks. Uh, I know, uh, Garrett Wilson is probably a better prospect but i heard that this guy hunts wild boars with his dogs and (laughs) And he's he's built like aj brown and i have a type of hated (laughs) tell me why i'm wrong uh for taking Traylon burks and letting garrett wilson fall to you at one four well i don't really have a variable for for the the wild hogs so my model (laughs) wild that but uh (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I I can see him being the top five receiver in the league. I can see him being uh like a bigger Lavisca Chenault. I don't know, man. Like he's your guess is as good as mine. Oh, man. Wait, that, <laughs> we, call, we call that Debo Samuel around here, David. We call yeah, that Debo oh God. Samuel. Oh God. Yeah, I, I mean, basically the, his his projections like, all right, he was dominant in college, and they kept giving the ball, but out of the slot and out of the backfield. Is he going to be that type of player in the NFL, which is not that good of a role? Like the Debo Samuel role, I like the the first half of the season Debo mm. rather than the second. Um, but if he goes out on the outside and just starts mossing people on the outside, then we were talking about somebody that's going to be a first round pick in, in fantasy drafts eventually. So I have no idea. I can see it going either way. Yeah. Um, Do you right. have a strong lean on the top? Well, we'll let you pick first. Yeah, maybe this these picks will uh, will yeah. show us how you're feeling. I'm going to go Garrett Wilson and Drake London, who are my one and two. I keep flip, flipping back and forth with them. I think they're the two safest wide receiver prospects, early declare, early or uh, only 20 or 21 years old. Their metrics were awesome. Uh, big school. They All the off-field stuff seems really good with them as well. Um, I think that Drake London has like the potential to be like a, a Michael Thomas, like a high volume, even if he's not winning downfield as often. But Michael Thomas wins downfield occasionally, and he can jump all people like Drake London. And I think Garrett Wilson, it might take some time because he's kind of a chaotic player, but like the athleticism's off the charts. And he was dominant early on at Ohio State. So I think both of them um, are going to go before like pick on 18th in this draft. And any wide receiver that gets drafted that high is uh, going to be looking pretty good. You kind of answered this question, but I was going to ask of these three receivers, like how clustered do you think it is? Or how, how close do you have Burks to those two? Cause you said you flip flop those two a lot. Yeah. So I, I have a late round one or early round two grade on Traylon Burks. I'm a little bit lower than other people. And I have like mid round grades on these, these two, they're all 90th percentile prospects in my model. I think like you have to do more of a projection with Traylon Burks than these other ones. But like it doesn't mean the ceiling outcome isn't it's, that's unchanged. Like if he just goes plays X receiver and dominates, uh, then Traylon Burks is gonna be a total smash. But like that's what Garrett Wilson and Drake London did. So I feel like a little bit more comfortable with that. But the ceiling outcome for all these guys are awesome. Pat, how do you have like, those three ranked? I have it Burks, Wilson, London. I kind of feel like and and so I'm guilty of this too. But in retrospect, we're gonna be like we just should should have just had Wilson number one. Like he's just like a slam dunk. He, he's just, like, I I was on Daigle's show and he was like, "How does it go wrong for Garrett Wilson?" I was like, "I guess he gets pigeonholed in the slot, and it's kind of like a Ceedee Lamb situation where we're like, oh, maybe he's not going to be a star, but we'll probably still draft him like the fourth or fifth round of fantasy drafts for five years." That's like his downside scenario. I think he's, he's going to be good. Sub two hundred pounds is his upside as high as. Burks in London. Well, that I mean, that's, that's why be... that's why no one has him number one, right? Because <laughs> we're all like, he's not going to be. We want to swing for the fences. We want Burks or London, which both. It's so much easier to see the ceiling with those guys. Uh, but you know, the guys who are the guys who check all the boxes, and then get drafted in the first round. That's the Justin Jefferson profile. He didn't. He wasn't the ceiling guy in that draft class, but he checked all the boxes and he goes first round. And it turns out he's a superstar. Like it wouldn't shock me if if, if Wilson was a superstar. Because it's really just like, oh, he's only 183. Well, he's a sub 4-4 guy. Like, he can win downfield. He can win everywhere. He can play inside. He can play outside. He's got a ceiling. What's funny about that, too, is I remember the sentiments on Justin Jefferson that dynasty draft season, and he was like the boring 
safe pick. Exactly. We were we were drafting yeah. Jalen Rager over him every time yeah. because he was so sexy compared yeah. to Justin Jefferson. And uh, now you would, I mean, he's like the most sexiest dynasty asset you could have. Um. All right. I am, uh, I guess I'm going to take a running back here. Um, I'm going to take Kenneth Walker, uh, the third. I don't have a lot of good reasons for this other than it seems like he's going to be the second running back off the board. Apparently I'm supposed to be worried about his pass catching, but he's a good IRL runner. Did I, did I nail that? Crushed it. Crushed yeah. it. <laughs> How concerned are you guys about his pass catching? Cause didn't he catch a lot of passes in high school? Like what, what's the deal with his like, <laughs> I did see somebody tweet that I did yeah. not verify. I've not Travis May talked about that. Travis may actually went back and was like, yeah, I did. All right. I mean, uh, the only, the one thing with, with Kenneth Walker, Daniel Jeremiah, they were like talking about running backs. And he said that um, Kenneth Walker is like the, the character coaches guy and that Mel Tucker Michigan State's head coach sent Daniel Jeremiah a bunch of clips from their practices where he's catching passes. So I, I don't know what's going on, but Daniel Jeremiah went on his own podcast randomly and, and dropped that. So why who am I why weren't they throwing to him in the game then? If the coach it's a great was, question. Him in practice and it was so effective. I mean, he was such a weapon in the passing game that they were trying to keep it from their opponents until he made it to the NFL. Uh, it's really a long con. Well, we do see with. You know, some backs that are so efficient as runners in college, they basically don't need to to be thrown. To. Like, this is the, sort of the Jonathan Taylor point, right? Like, where he's been a very efficient pass catcher in the NFL when he's gotten the opportunities. But, like, he's just such a good runner that, like, Wisconsin is like, we're just going to hand him the ball. And I remember looking at his prospect profile when he was coming out, and the games where he – it's like a really weird – stat but the games where he had below whatever yards per carry his receiving would spike so it was like when they when they actually faced like it was usually against like michigan and ohio state and stuff throughout his career when they actually faced like a tougher team that could shut him down a little bit running the ball then they'd throw to him four or five times it's like yeah it kind of fit with that logic when you looked at his game log i wonder if that's true for walker because he ran for like two thousand yards and 30 touchdowns right or whatever it was yeah it's, it's also like a really hard conference it's not now, well, if you if you look at yards per route run, he's nowhere near where Taylor was. So, like okay. when he actually ran routes, Walker still wasn't involved. At I think the receiving stuff is like a legitimate red flag. It's it's below where Hen Derrick Henry was, below where Ronald Jones was, below where Deontay Foreman was. It's more like a a Miles Sanders type of situation, I think, where you're hoping he can be like solid at it. But I I think it would be a little shocking to me if he's like really good as a receiver. Is he the clear RB two for all of you guys though? Yeah, yeah. And yes. fantasy for sure. Yeah. I, I will say the Big Ten or Big 12, whatever, yeah, Big Ten, they love establishing the run more than any conference. They, that is the try-hard run-the-ball conference. And all those kind of outlier uh, players like Melvin Gordon didn't, didn't catch passes. Uh, Le'Veon Bell didn't catch passes. Jonathan Taylor didn't catch passes. That's because that, that conference wants to set the tone. And that's just how they play football over there. So maybe, maybe there is a little more upside than we're giving credit for. I think the reason he's still the RB2, for me at least, is there's not any question about his rushing ability, right? Like, he's got the size-speed profile that we're looking for. He was a yeah. very efficient runner, all of those things. And so it's just like, is he just going to be a good runner or, you know, a competent runner or whatever? Or can he then add the receiving? And and that range is like, that's a pretty strong range. He's, like, a, little smaller, he's, he's a little smaller than I'd prefer. He's 5'9", 11. Like, if he was... 220 i think that would be a kind of ideal like just the style that he is 
he does feel like a tad undersized. It's it's probably not a huge deal, but um, I don't know. To me, that it's like that plus more so the receiving. But uh, I, I have Hall like firmly ahead of him and for fantasy purposes. All right, Pat. Did we all forget that this was a super flex draft or are you going to uh, go with a different position here? So this, this is tough because like, I don't really like any of these other quarterbacks. Um, <laughs> but you want to, you want to set the tone. I kind of yeah, just want to set the tone and take the rest of the quarterbacks. But, uh, but I kind of feel gross about doing it without draft position. Like, but if Kenny Pickett and I, I'm not into Pickett, and I love what you guys are saying, uh, Hayden about him being like, more of a Tannehill type, you know, he's not like a, he's not going to dissect an offense, but like, he's kind of billed as like this safe guy, but it's like, well, if he's not going to dissect an offense, maybe he's not that safe, you know? So I'm a little bit worried about him. Like, I don't want to be taking Pickett here. And then he's, he's actually the guy who slides and, you know, Corral goes where we think Pickett's going to go. So I'm going to take Jamison Williams who, you know, if he hadn't torn his ACL would be right up there with the top wide receivers really strong wide receiver prospect he's only 179 pounds so you know that's that's a little bit of a concern but like he's also recovering from an acl tear so you know maybe he'd be a bit more close to like 185 if that wasn't the case uh incredible in yards per outrun 3.12 yards per outrun last year way better than his teammates john mechie is gonna probably be like around three pick with a torn acl probably been around two pick uh, without so the fact that he's out producing Mechie, I think, is pretty impressive. Obviously, got buried when he was at Ohio State, but you know, if you're, if you're going to give someone a pass for that, it's it's a, a wide receiver on this Ohio State team, which also has Jackson Smith and Jigbin, in addition to the two guys this year. So, uh, the other thing I like about him is he's just like so obviously got a role at the NFL level. He's going to be outside deep threat, career fourteen point eight, eight seventy nine percent of his yards came on ten plus targets. There's like no doubt about how you're going to use him. Uh, he's going to be very good at that. And then maybe he grows into a little bit of a bigger role. He's probably more like a Will Fuller or like a Brandon Cooks where he's like primarily a downfield guy, but maybe over time he gets more of that intermediate usage and he's like a fantasy wide receiver one. This is where uh, me picking one-on-one wasn't brilliant. And I realized that after I picked it, but I think Williams is the obvious pick there. And in my opinion, it gets a little sketchy here. I'm going to take Chris Olave with the first pick here because I think – He's I I because he's a, a four-year guy and doesn't have the early declare, but was productive early enough in his career. Um, I think he's essentially a a, a half tier down from these guys, but still a half tier up from everyone else, if that makes sense. And then I'm gonna take not the quarterback that I think you should take, but the quarterback that I want to take, which is Desmond Ritter. Ooh. Because I'm hearing that I mean, there was a tweet today that a bunch of like almost all the teams have him as uh, have a first round grade on him. I mean, if he's a first round quarterback with his skill set, with the the rushing skill set that he has, with a four five six forty. I also think just I don't know. I have a thing for the guys that act, I mean QB wins is not a stat, but the guys that actually performed at the college level in terms of being able to stick at the NFL level, like actually being the fact that he led Cincinnati to the college football playoff sort of matters to me a little bit. I mean, this was sort of why I was on Justin Fields a little bit last year. It goes back to Deshaun Watson where he got knocked a bunch as a prospect, even though he was like super good in college just because like ball velocity. Like we start talking about all these, um, you know, more traditional quarterback metrics. And it's like, 
I mean, this dude led Cincinnati to the college football playoff. That at least matters a little to me. He didn't perform well in the big game against Alabama, you know, like the, the toughest competition he had to face. But uh, he was, you know, obviously good enough throughout the year to do the things that when like Pat was talking about job security and stuff, that's, I mean, maybe like Russell Wilson's another example, although I don't know how, how big of a winner he was in college. I can't really recall. But just this idea of like, if he's not going to be a top 10 pick, maybe he has some of those intangibles or whatever that can get him on the field quicker and, and allow him to keep the job because he's going to do the right things. He's not going to turn the ball over. He's going to make intelligent decisions in the pocket and things like that. The, the, again, QB wins is not a stat, but the fact that he was successful in college does matter in that regard, at least to me a, le- a little bit. As I, I guess the way I want to put this QB wins thing is I don't want to knock a QB for not winning necessarily because it might not be on them, but I do kind of want to give him a little boost for this. He seems to be the buzziest of all these quarterbacks. Like, you know, he's he's actually a riser, it seems like. Hayden, what is your draft range on him of like the earliest to the latest he could go? Like 20th to 60th? I don't know. I, I'm guessing still round two, but he has been getting a lot of hype. Um, so I'm waiting for like a Daniel Jeremiah or Dane Brugler tweet about it, but we'll see. I, Desmond Ritter, he does everything right, but he doesn't have like the physical traits like the arm strength accuracy but like he can run the ball and he's the best decision maker in the class and that's like a pretty good at least starting point i'm just not sure if he's got like a good enough arm and all that stuff so i can see it the other way i bet, I bet that, he's probably gonna that come sounded like the deshaun watson why deshaun watson went yeah. from 101 to like 12th right that's what i was trying to say in a lot less words i think that's like a sort of a positive like he's getting knocked for maybe not having that elite trait but <laughs> we're, we're we're potting about that's this. the process josh, josh is definitely not even a ritter ritter guy he, i'm not waiting for josh to eat <laughs> i assume this was supposed to be a safe space for hayden to come get away from norris you know fire out some takes without him, it you can't escape this guy hayden it's tough it's tough <laughs> um pat you are otc you do have eight hours though I don't need to do any talking for this one, Pete. Play the high, play the highlight yeah. reel. Oh boy, he's doing dying more too wise. It's the fucking sickest name I've ever seen for a wide receiver in my goddamn life. Sky's up. Oh boy. I'm so mad that I should have taken him in the first round, so I couldn't get sniped on the clip, Paul. I was a little, uh, I was a little annoyed when Ben was like, "Oh, what a tear break!" I was like, (laughs) "You're welcome," because I wanted to take Sky. Like that was the number one pick I wanted to take there. I was like, "All right, I'm going to take a QB." Pat's been saying all this about QBs. Let's try to be. I'll let Pat take Sky. I knew that's where this was headed. That's nice of you. That was nice of you. I've I've had it. Josh compared him to Curtis Samuel, and now I can't get the idea out of my head that he goes to Green Bay at the end of round one, and he starts as kind of like a Randall Cobb type, but he's moving outside as well. He's like, instead of the Devontae Adams, like three-year grind of him getting on the same page on the outside, we have him start as Randall Cobb, and then he moves to more of the outside connection as that grows with Rodgers. I mean, the versatility with him, the yards after catch, the route running, the intermediate production. This guy's going to be good. All right, Hayden. We Everyone knows how we feel about Sky Moore. 
Where are you at on him? Well, I like how we're already assuming that he's on the Packers and yes. not, didn't go to like Washington. Yeah, he's on the Packers now, dude. Fan <laughs> <laughs> fiction section of the show. Hey, Rojo's on the Chiefs. All right, we're 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 on a hot streak. <laughs> I mean, I have nothing bad to say about Sky Moore. I mean, come on, this is ridiculous. He was awesome in every every capacity. It sounds like Josh has something bad to say about yeah, Sky Moore. That, that, that's why Hayden's on the show and not Josh. You have an anti Sky Moore take. You don't get to come on. Come on. Um. <laughs> It's not fan fiction. It's reality, Sam. Um, all right. I am going to, I'm going to take a quarterback. It sounds like Kenny Pickett is going to be the first quarterback drafted, most likely. Um, I'm just going to trust the gap, draft capital here and get myself a quarterback because this is, in fact, super flex. Thoughts? Seems fine. Not the Whoa, QB I would all take. All caps. Uh, not the QB you would take? Not, I mean, that's my thoughts, but I don't have any strong opinions about so, it at all. I don't feel strongly about that. So honest question though, Gretch, like if, if Kenny Pickett goes top 10 and say Desmond Ritter goes in the second round, do you still flip them or do you hold on to that? Well, that I mean, I, I was going to say for you, for now, the quarterback I would take is probably Corral because he still brings a little bit of mobility. Correct me if I'm wrong. These two no, guys. Pickett does too though. Does Pickett bring some? Yeah. I mean, he fake slid that one time. That was really cool. Yeah, I've seen that guy like 75 times. That was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's like, Pickett, Pickett is the classic like one-year late career guy. Right? Wasn't he a fifth-year senior right. this year and had one huge season? Is that correct? He was like, he didn't even redshirt, though. He took the extra year because of COVID. But still, like, he, he was 23 five, and then played five then, college seasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, he played in the COVID He year played. Game. Yeah, oh. he played four seasons, and he was like, I'm going to do one more. And now he's a top 10 pick. So what you're yeah, telling yeah. me is I'm getting a souped-up Chris Winkie is, yes. is what I just yeah, Exactly just right. <laughs> or Joe Burrow. Or Joe Burrow. But okay, you know, yeah. There's a lot of other uh, – like, who like Trubisky was like that, right? Fit, like final year, four years out of college is when he was finally good – or out of high school is when he was finally good, right? Is that – is he right. the right one I'm thinking of? Pick it was like, like a very small sample of him even playing, but yeah, I like the fact that, um, yeah, or that, that's what I, I'm concerned about him. And then the hand size, guys, I mean, we got to talk about his hands, they're tiny, they're pretty small, yeah. Um, freakish like circus folk. <laughs> wow, I mean, now that's a blurb right there. I Someone mean, just watched Nightmare Alley, I think. <laughs> Brandon <laughs> Wheaton with smaller hands, I love it. Um, all right, Hayden, your OTC, uh, did I give it, did I let some gifts fall into your lap? Yeah, I mean, I got to go for sure with George Pickens, the alpha of this group. He could be Terrace Marshall. He could be someone that's a true X receiver. He's kind of that. I think he's a better prospect than Terrace Marshall was because we had like that early dominance. And it's just like, all right, if he stays healthy, then we're off and running here. So he's I know he's an alpha and he ran a little bit faster than some people thought he was. He's got the size. Um, and if he hits, he really hits. So I think that's it's a boom bust pick, but I think there's a kind of a teardrop. Um, after am, am I building this team as if this is my team or where where am I going here? Because I want to go Jahan Dotson here. Yes, how, how many yes, wide yes. receiver spots? This yes, yellow man, oh, no roster requirements in this league. It's, okay, oh, I forgot. It's like eight wide receivers, one running back. Yes, give me Jahan nice. Dotson as well. This is uh, another... guys, we're getting shown up on our own show. With, with <laughs> yeah, what's going show. on here, Hayden? Hayden, you know you have to start other positions, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. 
But Dotson, love the receivers. Love the receivers. Love yeah. the receivers. <laughs> the uh the Dotson thing is like he might go round one. He might be the guy that I'm already envisioning is on the Packers. <laughs> um yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jahan Dotson is like draft capital, and that's the most predictive thing. I know the other metrics aren't perfect, but if he goes round one or top forty, like that's all you need. There you go. And yeah, so you think what top of uh round two is well within the range of outcomes for him? I would say he's more likely to go round one than round two at this point. Yeah, he could definitely go round one. Wow. I mean, this is 50-50, though. If we get what? What is that? What's the over-under right now in wide receivers in round one? Is it like five and a half? Yeah, five and a half half juice on the over, I think. Wow. And if we get six, that'll be a very fun Thursday night. I think we might. I mean, I, yeah, I've had other this take too. for a couple years that just like the way that the NFL is going. We had a, a draft a few years ago where more cornerbacks were taken than ever before. Obviously, like we're seeing more uh, three and four wide personnel and, and teams now they need to be three and four receivers deep. The receiver contracts are blowing up. It, it, I, I would take the over on that bet. Same. <clears throat> oh, all right. What am I going to do here? I'm going to take a guy that I've taken in underdog drafts because he's a name. I recognize, but know nothing about. But I'm going to take Isaiah Spiller here. I <laughs> <laughs> love the logic. You'll love him. You're going to love him. <laughs> Tell yeah, me about him. Tell me about Isaiah Spiller, Hayden. Well, he's bombed the combine, so you're going to love that. <laughs> you're yeah. faster than he is. It's, it's step one. <laughs> he Does might he not have- be anymore does he have circus parker s cans or something (laughs) he's a beta play (laughs) (laughs) i really should have done more research before the show tonight so no one could say one nice thing about my fifth round pick here no. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) his his stats aren't that much worse than Brees hall if you like if you don't like Brees Hall's athleticism or the fact that he was a workhorse, but if you if you prefer a slow comedy back version of Brees Hall, uh, uh, you know. Hey, this yeah. is I'm looking at the chat and Josh right now. Josh is he keeps saying this on our podcast that Isaiah Spiller is going to go RB two. He's yet to tweet this. If he would tweet it, then I would mention that uh, Josh Norris tweets it, but he's not that confident yet because he won't actually tweet mm. it. He'll just mention it on our podcast in passing. I need what the tweet. Of- what kind of back channels in voodoo witchcraft is Josh Norris doing these days to, you know, have a repeat of the summer of 59? He's got to be, he's got to be sweating bullets right now. I, I never know his sources ever. He doesn't share them. I learn them at the same time everybody else does. Wow. What is wow. this guy keeps it close to the vest? All right. I guess, uh, I guess I just bombed this pick, Isaiah Spiller. <laughs> no, uh, he was, he was a, a reasonable pick in this range, right? That we can say that, guys, right? Please, please say it. I need to hear it. I, I can't say. It. I probably, say there's it. few. There's a few other guys I would have taken over. <laughs> running back. <laughs> All right, Pat, you're up next. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but it's oh, super flex. Okay, we, we're trying to take guys that are going to have a lot of value and are actually going to contribute to us winning. Winning, you know, we're not trying to just like pick our favorite backup running back. You know, <laughs> fourth round pick Isaiah Spiller. Give me Matt Corral. Oh my God. <laughs> I you can tell we're getting at the point where none of us have any reactions to any of these picks. <laughs> I've tried to look up how to fucking spell this guy's name. I mean, this is turning into one it's no, like Pete oh. Carroll. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There we go. Um, all right, talk to me about Matt Corral, Pat. Well, he seems like a guy who could like maybe go twentieth, or maybe he maybe he's the guy that a team trades up for. 
at the, in that 32nd spot and gets the fifth round option on. But, you know, he's not that exciting, but he scrambles. Uh, basically, everyone in the class scrambles. Uh, he's got, you know, he, he, he's got some red flags, like didn't have a ton of production in the intermediate area. Relied on a lot of RPOs, like a lot of schemed up stuff, kind of like there's worries, like maybe he's just kind of a system operator, but maybe he's a system operator with some mobility. Uh, he's like a he's like a Jimmy Garoppolo meets like Daniel Jones rushing upside type of situation, which wow, uh, baby, <laughs> you know that for for like three years in a super flex league seems okay. Maybe even four years. Maybe that's going to be a no five or me, six. Dog. Years. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I will say if if we're doing one good thing tonight, I mean, often the the draft community gets uh, made fun of for having way too lofty comps for all these players. The next Tyree Kill. I mean, we've swung in the other direction. We're like. We're lucky this guy's a poor man, Daniel Jones, and I'm happy to draft that in the fifth round of this mock draft. <laughs> I guess like the the big the big like mega comp to me would be like maybe more like a Russell Wilson type. Is that insane, uh, Hayden? Where are you on that? I would go athletic Tua. Tua does athletic like the Tua same, the exact okay. offense. Uh, Tua is way more accurate than Matt Corral is, but Corral is way better of an athlete, um, like natural quickness and all that stuff matt crowd's got so it's it's really just like how much do you think he was a system quarterback how translatable is that and i think the film grinder bros take that a little bit too serious and they think it's it doesn't translate um at all where i don't know i feel like he did it at, in the sec i feel like he's got at least um a chance to do it so i think and isn't this kind of the herbert stuff too. a little bit where you're like i don't like what he was doing yeah, the Herbert thing was like he wasn't aggressive enough, and I guess that's kind of like the same thing with Matt Corral because it's like just throw a freaking slant. But I don't know he was trucking people and running by people, so he's kind of he's kind of interesting player. Um, Hayden, would you have taken Corral over uh, Kenny Pickett? I had it Pickett, then Willis, then Corral, then Ritter, but they're like all the. I think Pickett's probably my QB one, maybe not. In, fantasy because it's malik hayden, Willis, hayden hates like, upside yeah, I, hate, I hate upside he hates i don't know Ken, kenny pickett was the one that is like let me pull up his actual numbers it's like 94th percentile epa 83rd percentile rushing epa like yeah when he was 50 good. i know he's, he's way older and like yeah the whole thing I, i'm not i'm not a huge believer but like i i think i think we'll go round one i think he, he's got the yeah. best odds of like actually being a starter six years from now like these other guys I would say it's less than yeah, six years. I don't know. It's, I think six years you need someone to hit a ceiling because none of these guys are well, all that. Six good. years like, is going to be their his final season. Kinda... He's going to need to retire. This dude's forty. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Uh, all right, Gretch, you are on the turn. OTC double tap time. I have a lot of names that I want to pick here. Wow. Uh, and I'm gonna take David Bell. Nice. Because I got to take a receiver. It's been not enough receivers. He's he's the classic. He's almost more of a old school road of his guy than even like a sky more right. Cause he's just like, he's not even athletic, but he's just hits on all the dominator stuff, everything you want. Right. Pat is that? Yeah. Yeah. And he, I, I think like a guy who could be really good in fantasy, even though he's not like helping an NFL team all that much, kind of like a Jarvis Landry or something. Right. He's like Jarvis Landry. That's exact. That's what I keep hearing. And I, I don't pretend to be a prospect analyst, but. I want I want Jarvis Landry at this point in this draft. I want this. Uh, I want, I'm I'm looking for floor. I'm looking for floor here. Um, the other pick, 
It's got to be somebody that I don't want to take. So I'm actually not going to take him. I'm going to take another running back and take Rashad White. Oh, God damn it, Ben. I thought you were going to give me another guy. Like, <laughs> I was like, Ben's going to give me two guys I want. <laughs> no, Rashad White is – the receiving is sweet. I mean, he's yeah. got the potential for like a three-down role, right? Is he big enough? How big is he? He's you big, guys talk yeah. about him. He's yeah, he's big. uh Right. He's, he's, he's got six size and receiving. Okay. 214. Yeah. Um I compared him to Pedal like this. Uh he's got maybe maybe like a slight downside comp would be like a Buck Allen. Uh but I I think he'll probably have like a Kenyon Drake type of career path most likely where like he flashes some, he never kind of puts it together, but then like maybe we get a run in there where it's really good, but but he also looks like a fair amount like Alvin Kamara. So did Kenny Gainwell, so like don't want to get carried away with that, but uh but there is serious upside with that. I mean profile. And and ran well, right? Pretty athletic yes. for his size. So we're I mean, you could also say like the Antonio Gibson of this class, right? If he lands in the right spot, if he gets draft capital or you know. Uh hey, you say that uh, him? Daniel Jeremiah and Dane Brugger haven't tweeted about him. <laughs> That's not a bit. He hasn't. I think like Dane Brugler, like in his in the beast, gave him like a round five grade. That's what I keep coming back to. It's like everything else is there. And then like so I initially had him like as my RB three, and then I was like, "Well, I already know he's going to go in the fifth round." So like, I've got to like pick somebody that's actually going to have some draft capital. But if he does go round three, it's like, it's time to buy. Then we get excited. Okay, Hayden, of these guys, and I guess we can just toss the quarterbacks out. But which of these do you think are the most undervalued right now in underdog drafts? Because I feel like a lot of the wide receiver top end guys have gotten pretty pricey but do you think there's still some meat on the bone for them yeah i think um it would be like jameson williams it goes a little bit late even though he's going to miss like the first month of the season or be part-time player but i think he's gonna get drafted very high um and he goes like multiple a couple rounds after chris olave and i think that he's just like a better version of chris olave um so i, I would say him I, rashad white got steamed pretty high i think like some of the running backs that were coming up to like sometimes they don't get drafted and like they're all the same bets, and one of them will go uh, 100th overall, and that will be the guy that you at least want some exposure to. So I think it's like this next tier running backs is kind of that that yeah. spot. People Josh are being, says, like, overconfident in which ones they take. You mean? Josh says Roto, Roto Pat is faster than David Bell, which wow. I, I think I may have just taken two guys that are going to go on day three. <laughs> but I think if Bell's they get draft capital, back, just you see, I'm going to be the winner of this, this mock draft. So Pat, Hayden, where you are get... you at on Bell? Do you think he's a round three pick still? I, I think so. I think he still okay. is. Okay. Yeah, the film grinders love that dude still. All right, good, good, nice. Um, and Pat, were you going to take Rashad White if Bendon? Yeah, hundred percent. Or I would have taken David Bell. Those would have been my two picks. So yes. I like wow. those. I yeah. feel like I haven't had one pick where you guys were like, "Damn, Pete, you snipe me." <laughs> All your research is going to waste, Pete. All those hours of research. <laughs> Jalen Burks, I, you know, I would have loved to I have, have Jalen Burks. I have a few tricks up my sleeve for the rest of this draft. Let me uh, okay. let me tell you. Uh, Pat, you're up next. I'll take Christian Watson. God damn it. That That's wasn't the my pick, pick I didn't want to take. Yeah, I, I mean. That made sense, yeah. Hayden already talked about it. Like, when a guy's going to go in round one, like, we should probably uh, pay attention. He might go in round one. He's probably going to go round two. But that's about as late as it'll get. Uh, and he's super athletic. He, like, wasn't that efficient even with uh, – uh, Trey Lance in the FCS, which seems like might be a problem. 
uh, <laughs> he, I, it's a problem for someone. It might be a he, problem for Lance. It might be a problem for Watson. It might be a here's, a, here's a stat I like. In 2019, North Dakota State supported three wide receivers with 2.45 yards per route run or better on 100-plus routes. Christian Watson at 2.86. That's pretty good. Phoenix Sproles, 2.45. And Jimmy Kapuros led the team at 2.92. Feel like I'm maybe you should have rap, Jimmy Kapuros, you know? Phoenix Sproles is definitely a Madden created name. <laughs> like, That's a fake play. We were in the simulation. That is Darren Sproles' last name and just Phoenix, a the city. They just threw it yeah, together. It's totally. Yeah. Creative players were out were out uh efficiencing this guy, uh, which which is definitely an issue. But hey, you know, he can he can win deep. He's decently big, he's really fast, he's really athletic, uh, and the NFL seems to like him. And I mean, just like I've seen that too with him squeaking in to round one. I mean, you just got him as the 10th wide receiver and we're still talking about a guy who could end up in round one. I mean, this is a pretty fun wide receiver class. Yeah, I think it is. Um. All right. It's time to pull the trick out of my what's sleeve. The, what's the upside for Watts? It's like, it, can he be Claypool? Like just as like an athletic big dude? I have Probably it bad. more as like, uh, I think he'd be like Marvin Jones. Okay. You know, maybe a DJ Shark, maybe maybe a Terry McLaurin, but probably you know that's that's like his his highest uh, level outcome. And I also said Darius Slayton is an upside count. Okay. Um. All right. None of you guys uh, read the fine print on this draft. Not only was it super flex, but it's also tight end premium, boys. <laughs> Trey McBride. Can't believe you guys let him. Slip that's the this other ball. pick I was looking at. But I saw I that know. Pat didn't even have him as his tight end one. Yeah, it, yeah, you, nice, uh, nice job grabbing my tight end two. Uh, here's, <laughs> here's the thing, Pat. You know, some of us grew up in Colorado. Uh, some of us almost went to Colorado State University. Have uh, you know? It's basically NFLU these days. I mean, Michael Gallup, um, <laughs> yeah. Rashad, Richard Higgins. I mean, I could go on. <laughs> but Trey McBride is the next great Colorado State Ram to enter the NFL. Fifth round pick that didn't really pan out. Hey, he got some touchdowns from Baker Mayfield. He's always weirdly been Baker's guy when someone else is hurt. That's true. He's had a pretty amazing career for a fifth round pick. You got to give him that. Um, John, this is, you know, every site kind of has their own color schema. I have my own color schema for the ship chasing Google sheet uh, box drafts. Yeah, so dude. What about purple, it. man? You got you got to make the tight end purple. <laughs> I Come on. I mean, I'll, we'll leave that to the FFPC. I mean, we're, we're sticking with the green here. I ain't going back and changing this shit. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, Michael Gallup, Trey McBride, Michael Gallup, all the legendary greats. All right, Hayden. <laughs> You're Give me uh, Zamir White. It's the same Ooh. exact thing as George Pickens, where he was supposed to be a baller. He's flashed as a baller, but He's been injured. And if Georgia thinks you're good, and if you were a five-star recruit, let's roll the dice. I think he's going to still get draft capital. He's fast as hell, and we'll see. I think the other thing is, like, his receiving profile and all that stuff is not good. All like None of the stats are good, but he was losing playing time to James Cook, who's probably going to be a third or fourth-round pick purely as a receiving back, so I think it makes sense. Plus, Georgia always has rotated their backs anyway. So I think Zamir White's, like, total boom-bust prospect, but... I think like three down player and a He's top a back 15, ba- 15 running back is, is within the range of outcomes. Hayden, um, just reviewing your roster. 
absolutely love your wide receivers. <laughs> I am a little worried about your running backs, your quarterbacks, and your tight ends because this is tight end premium. <laughs> do do we think Pete, that Pete you knows this what is a wide position, receiver? He does does Pete know what position your wide is? His receiving profile is not very good, especially since he's playing wide receiver now. Uh, uh, all right i'm having a rough show uh hayden what's it's your just thing? the zero rb philosophy well, you... here he's executing it perfectly <laughs> hayden what do you think the gap is between white and cook in terms of their draft position toss up man i think probably the toss both. Up. okay 80th overall something like that interesting I did, well, I think tomorrow, I think Dean Brugler, shout out Dean Brugler, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to tweet out his seven-round mock draft, and we'll know exactly where all these guys are supposed to go. So tomorrow. Can you, can right. you alert us when the, that tweet? Yeah. Uh, I'll retweet it. Let us know when Rashad White is mentioned. That'll be the first tweet. man. You guys should, you and Josh should set up an underdog text service that alerts people with there's a Dean Brugler tweet. All right. You're next. One more. I hope I know the position. I'm, I'm going to try to describe this player as vague as I can. We're going to go James Cook, who he was playing outside and winning on, on double moves and can catch the ball pretty fluently <laughs> in, out in space. I think you he's probably going to go in the third round. <laughs> we already yeah. met you. You had, you had to go Damn with a different it. running back if you wanted to go. <laughs> I know, but I didn't like the other ones. Yeah. I Look. guarantee if you had said Pierre Strong, he wouldn't have known. No, trust me. Oh, I've, I've drafted all these dust balls at the end of the underdog drafts. I mean, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> um, all right, Hayden has finally started drafting uh, some running backs. Any anything else on uh, on James Cook? I've drafted all the Georgia guys, so hopefully that's good. Yeah, why not? I hear they won the national title, so seems good. Um, shit, I'm back up. Here's the thing, though, Pat. Yep. I don't know if you heard. Um, there's actually, I like these two tight ends uh, very similarly. Jalen W Y. You're gonna love his athletic profile. M Y E R. This is called. This is called. This is called bully tight end strategy. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Pull up his wrath right now. Go to math I'm, bomb. I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up Dane Brugler's the beast on the. On this. He what is the beast? Like, he has him at like tight end seventeen. I thought this was your tight end too. <laughs> no, no. Who is it? He Isaiah has, Likely. He straight up has no. him at tight end. Let me see. Dulcet he has what? Tight end nineteen. He has him at tight end nineteen. <laughs> What? Is, who is your tight end too? This is another he guy had, who bombed the the, the combine. Five five zero one forty, dude. He might not get drafted. It's not about speed. This guy is built to it's come in and block from day one. He does the little chip block and then releases. Just trust the process. The next Will Disley. I mean, you guys all acted like this guy is undraftable. Why? Why? Why did you draft him? He literally might be undrafted. The thing is, is Tight end premium, you've got to take as many shots on these guys as possible because the upside and the rewards of hitting on elite tight end are just so incredible. Uh, and tight ends are notoriously hard to evaluate by the NFL. And so I think you guys, you know, just writing off Jalen Wendermeyer um, this early into his career is just bad process. I mean, you probably could have got him in like seven rounds, but... Uh... I have his verdict 25.5. 25.5, so... I am literally faster Ooh. 
and can jump higher than the guy I just drafted. That can't be good. Uh, the rookie draft I'm in is in the middle of the fourth round, and it is tight end premium. It's not uh, super flex, so there has not been as many QBs gone. He has not been drafted yet. We're in, we're in the fourth round of this <laughs> tight end premium single QB. Hey, get league. your guys. Come on. Get your guys. I, I this mean, is a year to get your guys. This is a year to get your guys. <laughs> I'm going to go watch some Jalen tape after this. <laughs> yeah, put, pull up the highlight reel after this. I'll, I'll if we have enough time. Um, well, I, it's hard for Corrine to have a second favorite tight end in the class when I just took the top two, but go ahead, you're up. Yeah, I feel like I need to kind of set the record straight here. I'm going to take my tight end one who's still on the board after Pete doubles up a tight end. <laughs> I didn't even think there was a third tight end in this class. <laughs> I'm going to take uh, Greg Dalsich. He's, he's like a move tight end, kind of in the uh, Mike Jasicki type of vein, but he is uh, shown he's shown much better receiving skills in college than just like he did. He's less athletic, but he's sufficiently athletic to where I think those receiving skills can shine through. He's used deep downfield, which is always really nice for a tight end, deep for, for a tight end. Uh, since 2015, only nine tight ends have been selected on day one or two with a 10 plus dot and 1.8 plus yards per outrun. Kyle Pitts, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant, Hunter Henry, Dallas Goddard, Max Williams, Jay Sternberger, Mark Andrews, and Adam Troutman. So it's a nice little group he's in. I think he's going to end up being a day two pick. Has a chance to be a round two pick, and uh, he did not run a five zero one forty. Did I spell his name right, Pat? Uh, yeah, I think that's correct. Okay, just making sure. It was a little hard with the with the. You said it pretty quickly there. Um, all right, that was a compelling case. Um, didn't believe any of it. Uh, Gretch, you're you're. So I get to take uh, one of my favorite sort of, I don't know if you want to call him a sleeper receiver, but Justin Ross is a dude that has had a bunch of injury issues as well, sort of similar to some of the guys that <clears throat> Hayden has been discussed, like Pickens and stuff, but his are like very serious. But when this dude was a true freshman, he led Clemson in receiving yardage, a Clemson team that had T Higgins, Travis Etienne, Amari Rogers, and Hunter Renfro. And this dude was a true freshman and led them in receiving yardage. He was very good in the national championship that year. Uh, and I'm just hoping that he gets healthy enough that he, we get to see something like that. Because, like, you get that good of production at 18, I, I'm going to take the swing on it whenever I can in rookie drafts after, you know, Jalen Wodermeyer's off the board. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to me, Jalen represents kind of the cliff. Like, once he's gone, you guys are on I, I actually do agree with that. That is good analysis. <laughs> Uh, just don't be in a draft with me because he's getting steamed, boys. Um, all right, who's your other pick, Gretch? I'm gonna take. Oh. It is tight end premium, by the way. I don't know if you've checked the scoring settings, and it is kind of worried about your tight ends I mean, right now. The, when the tight end twelves off the board already, <laughs> you can't really... tight end nineteen. <laughs> I'm going to – I don't think this is the right receiver to take, but it's the one I want to take. So I'm going to take uh, Jalen Tolbert. Mm. He's kind of fun. That was my next receiver. Okay. I was thinking Mechie would be ahead of him. But I struggled with that for, like, the longest time. I, like, flip-flopped him nonstop. But, okay, I did end up with Tolbert ahead. 
Tolbert's a four-year guy, right? Small school, all that stuff, but really productive. Yeah, five-year guy. Um, and yeah, so he's he's even older, but um, but very productive. So in a deep throw. Uh, all right, Pat, you just got sniped on uh Weidermeyer and Tolbert. Uh who are you taking? <laughs> um so I don't know if you guys know this, but it is super flex. I'm gonna go ahead and take Sam Howell. God damn. Who, like, probably oh, yeah, shouldn't would've... last this long. No, he shouldn't have. I yeah, that, I was going to scoop that value up, but I had to get yeah. Jalen. <laughs> God, <laughs> this is a, it's tough. I mean, this is, we're sharpening our swords tonight. You know, we've entered the battlefield and we're all going to be so much more prepared for our drafts. It's true. Uh, I, I feel better. How was a better pick than, than Tolbert at least. Okay. Sure. Yeah, I, I was like actually a little nervous. You might snipe me on hell. Yeah, I was, like, I, was kind of I was thinking of him after my last picks. I was like, if he comes back, I'm gonna have to take him. And Hayden, where are you at on Howell in terms of his draft position? Because it seems like it's just gone like completely silent on on him. Yeah, I I have no idea. It sounds like he can go to like round three. I I mean, has anyone said a single yeah. positive thing about him right now? Like, <laughs> it's kind of he like was like February. on the radar, and then it's like I haven't heard anyone kind of back him. I don't know. I haven't watched yeah. him. Relax, bonefish. <laughs> <laughs> Someone just tuned in. Um, I'm disgusted by my draft right now. I took one wide receiver, and then I was on mega tilt after getting sniped on Christian Watson, and things have gone downhill. But it's time to get it back on track. Let's get back to my piss boy ways. John Mechie, a name I've go. heard at least three or four times. <laughs> what school yeah, did he go to? Good. Alabama. Alabama <clears throat> wide receiver. You is what they call it. Mari Cooper, Devonta Smith, loads mm-hmm. of them. Um, uh, Jamison Williams, uh, one of the greats yeah. to come out of Alabama. Um, Eddie Lacy, uh, Mark, <laughs> Eddie Lacy. Mark, Mark Ingram, Alexander. Yeah, I mean, it's like, how long do you guys want me to go? I'm like Josh a fucking Harris. Alabama encyclopedia over here. Josh Jacobs. Um, all right. Uh, Hayden, it is your turn. Another Alabama guy. I'll go Brian Robinson. Wow. Right. Another one of the greats. One of the greats. I mean, I don't think he's anything special, but if he can fall forward a couple times in a, in a bye week and mm-hmm. – Maybe catch a couple passes in garbage time. I'll I'll be happy for it. Is that a junior? Do I normally see a junior yes. tag on there? We have a junior here. Okay. Wow. We do have the junior. Peter's got uh, into Alabama. He wasn't kidding. <laughs> and uh hey, who is gonna be or or do we want to wave the white flag and end it through eight rounds? Or can you guys well, I think going? we want to keep going and see who you let's might keep think. going, man. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> or do we do we want to wave the white flag? Should we wave the white flag? All right, I'm gonna go with the guy that we were thinking about waving the white flag with, and I'm gonna go Khalil Shakur after watching oh, him. I have wow. to go. Nice. nice. I have to pick him. I think he's gonna get drafted top of like might be like a hundredth overall, somewhere in that range, maybe start in the slot. And the dude lived in Hawaii and Japan and stuff, and I'm just in. I think oh, he's that's cool. badass. He's cool. That's cool. Um, wow. So many good names left, right? How about this? I've heard this. Someone actually said this name in the chat earlier tonight, and this is good enough reason for me. Alex Pierce. Alex Pierce. 
Yeah, that's fine. Thank you. Yeah, it's a really good pick there. Thank what you. is what do you like about him? But just I love that you were like Alec, Alex with somebody. somebody. Um, I like that he's part of a really deep wide receiver class, and I consider him part of that depth. <laughs> cold. Very good. A pack. Serious question though for you. What aside from aside from draft capital, what is the difference between Alec Pierce and Christian Watson? Like literally nothing. Yeah. And same and thing with Jalen Tolbert. And that's why I can't dude. imagine drafting Christian Watson in the six when Alec Pierce is there for you in the ninth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I literally said to myself, arbitrage Christian Watson as I typed it in. <laughs> All right, Pat, you gonna to try to redeem your draft because yeah, man, I'm, I'm reeling now. Uh, I'm gonna go with Tyler Algier. Finally, okay. took a running back. Jeez, this guy. Yeah, <laughs> was worried about your running backs there. Yeah, uh, he's he's like got some decent versatility. He's actually like an okay pass catcher, and he's big, and he's gonna be kind of a downhill guy. But he could like do enough as a pass catcher to maybe be like a. I don't know, like a later career Jordan Howard where he got thrown to a tiny bit. But he's basically like a Jordan Howard play. Now that's exciting. Pete, this is like where really where the, the class gets. Yeah, gets Pete, don't tell anyone, but I'm looking up Pat's tight end rankings right now so I can figure out. You're uh, not going to like what you find. Trust we're, me. We're, we're <laughs> at the point where I don't know, <laughs> know what to take. You don't want to use his rankings. Any rankings that doesn't have Jalen as a tight end, too, he might as well throw out the fucking window. I'm going to take uh, uh, who was my first pick? Uh, Wandell Robinson, I think. Because okay. he's like sort of fun, right? He does a lot of interesting things. <laughs> See, he's you the, know, we're entering the part when Gretch is describing prospects like me. It, I mean, right, he's the uh, – uh, I can't even think of the other dude. Who's the dude that Oakland drafted and wound up in Miami from Kentucky? Isn't yeah, the, uh, Lynn Bowden. The, Lynn Bowden. Lynn, isn't he the new Lynn Bowden? Is that, am I doing this right? <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, probably, but that was bad. <laughs> that didn't go well. That didn't go well. <laughs> I'm signing back that's, up that's for it for round two. Outcome. Yeah. <laughs> that guy that got cut and then signed and then never really played on either team. He's like he's like an unathletic Curtis Samuel or something. Jeez, these comps are just getting brutally harsh. I mean, what is Curtis <laughs> Samuel if he's not athletic? <laughs> he's Wondell Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go away from uh, Pat's tight end rankings here because the guy he has third, his draft it's capital a- over on grinding the mocks, it looks really close to Jaden Weidermeyer's. So I'm gonna take, <laughs> instead, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take Jelani Woods. Jelani? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, this guy's big and athletic. This dude, this dude rips, man. His highlight tape's insane. Let's do it. Uh, how do you spell that? J E L A N I. Woods. Woods. Yeah. I mean, when I watch his tape, he definitely reminds me of a poor man's Jalen Weidermeyer. Um, <laughs> but that's not a bad thing. I mean, a lot of tight ends would kill to be a poor man's Jalen. <laughs> I am happy you finally took care of this structural gaping tight end hole in your roster. I mean, my right team's there. as balanced as it gets. It's very nice. Um, Crane? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna snipe Hayden maybe and go Damian Pierce. Okay, 
sniped officially. All right. Um, He's a underused, underused running back committee guy, but uh, showed really nicely in in what he did and. He's got some size, and Hayden declared him this year's uh, highlight champion. If you want to watch highlights of anyone, you watch him with Damian Pierce. Um, all right, I'm going to draft a guy that I have legitimately taken on underdog multiple times despite knowing nothing about him. Uh, Kyron Williams uh, <laughs> seems about the time. Your team is the all-I-didn't-watch-the-combine <laughs> team. <laughs> I mean, the, the combine... ship bombed four the by... combine, dude. He just bombed it. The ship yeah. chasing four by 100 beats this team in a race. <laughs> you know who else bombed the combine, Pat? A lot of guys. Uh, a lot of guys don't go to the combine. A lot of guys do pro days, and those numbers are all messed up. I mean, the combine, it's pretty antiquated at this point. Um, and I kind of just trust what I see on the draft board in names. Uh, thank you, Doug. I agree. Uh, he's going to be great for this squad. Uh, we'll check in on these teams after the draft. We'll see who's laughing when Kyron Williams goes uh, late sixth round. <laughs> <laughs> great. All right. Spot. All right. Hey, um, I love how up. long you're taking the color of Damian Pierce. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's blue. Okay. Thank you. Pierre Strong. Okay. For me. Uh fast like maybe this year's if everything goes well could be this year's um the 49ers running back i'm forgetting his name was really good eli mitchell this year's eli mitchell that's the case the bull case i'm in on that and uh that's a better bull case than lynn bowden (laughs) wow at least that guy was good i think i think we want to do we want to do another round i think we're okay let's run it back I do have a guy that I can't believe you guys have left up here. So yeah, we should probably do. I one got more one round. more that I want to take too. All right. Pat, Pat got scared. You know, he's writing up all his rookie blurbs and he had to leave the show because he doesn't know any more players. Some of us are out here still hanging in there. He's, he's scrolling Dane Brugler's uh, Twitter feed. looking yeah. for names. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas me, like if you want to describe like how my... everyone's just projecting their own process. <laughs> <onto me>. <laughs> <laughs> the best way to describe my mock drafting prowess would be to say that Pete's got that dog in him. You know, like, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep going name for name. All right. Hey, your, your final pick in this beleaguered drawn out long ass draft. Um, I'll go Isaiah Likely. A Damn it, that end. was my pick. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. You want to make the case for him, Pete? <laughs> he had one pick left. <laughs> Tell us about him. He, honestly, I see a lot of Jalen <laughs> in his game. <laughs> um, he's fast. He's big. Um, I could see him with Tom Brady. Um, I think that would be awesome. Anything else to add to that, Hayden? Yeah, I'm already projecting him on the the Packers with Rodgers. And okay, that seems it. like a great fit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Two, was, that was the next. Uh, he was even higher than Woods in all right grinding the mocks and projected draft capital, but just by a touch. But he's expected to go reasonably high, right, Hayden? Is that right? Third round, maybe. Yeah, yeah probably third, fourth, fifth. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, all right, so the tight end class this. is like sneakily worse than the running back class. It's just like after the top two guys, it's just like 
just tell well, me where they get drafted. I, I don't want to have to rank them. Well, let me build a case for a guy that might be <laughs> under the radar. So this guy profiles in some ways like a satellite back. He shares a lot of similarities with Heinz and Dimitri Felton, but poor scores and elusiveness and breakaway ability make it harder to view. This is my pick. Instead, he profiles more like a smaller Mike Davis or a bigger Philip Lindsay. He probably won't be dynamic enough to carve out a dedicated receiving role like Tariq Heinz. Telling me about my pick from earlier today. (laughs) Asked him what his thoughts were on this guy. But he has a shot as operating as a 1A back with a receiving role, dot, 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 if the right situation emerges. I do have a third-round prospect grade on him, so that doesn't seem too bad. <laughs> it is, of course, Tyler Batty. <laughs> Beatty, I believe. I didn't believe it's Beatty. Yeah, you nailed it until then. Uh, I mean, these guys are just numbers on the field for us. Um, Great pick, though, right, Pat? Yeah, pretty solid. Thank you. Pretty uh, solid. I watched uh, about five minutes of highlights of his earlier today. Was was blown away. <laughs> no, but seriously, guy guy seems like he gets downfield. I like that he's you know he's not big, but he uh, runs forward, doesn't dance, if you will. Thank you, Ryan. Brugler knows what's up with the tight ends. Thirty in the beast, just like I'm beast in this draft. You're up, Pat. Last pick. All right, I'll go with uh, Charlie. Kohler. Okay, that was my backup pick. You assholes. Um, all right. He's he's probably going to be like Tyler Higby or something, and and he'll probably uh, take three years to turn into anything, just like Higby did. But hey, <laughs> once Watermeyer's off the board, <laughs> how do you spell this guy's name? What position does he play? L A R. He's the other tight end. He's Pat's tight end three. Yeah, he is my tight end three. But There's it's no H. it's it's a pretty big tear break after. Uh, McBride. TK it is. Um, <laughs> Gretch, Mr. Irrelevant. And uh, I don't say that term lightly. I don't even have anyone. Uh, <laughs> um, take, take dubs. Take you guys literally dubs. took my picks with the last few. NA? <laughs> Jerome, Jerome Ford is the next running back that like seems to be reasonable to, to consider. I don't know anything about him. Um, I like NA better for you. All right, that works. Hayden, who would you, you take here? Man. You do a, a guest pick for Ben. Jerome Ford. Yeah. There it is. There you go. Um. All right, chat. Let us know real quick oh, who won. Bailey Zappi. We can take Bailey Zappi here. Some people think he's a good, uh, you know, got super Zappi. flex. Got to get that second QB here in the final round. Wow. Um. Type Gretch. He's- if you think Gretch won the mock draft, Karain, Pete, or Hayden. Give a t-shirt away if you say Pete. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll post it on Twitter, Nick, but uh, thank you, Sam. I appreciate that. Thank you, Josh. Uh, Weidemeyer did win this draft. That's actually the right answer. (laughs) Correct. Thank you, guys. The chat gets it. Uh, Hayden, any final takeaways from this exercise? Are you less excited or more excited about this draft class after going through this? Sounded like a great draft. The depth, the depth of this draft. It's not about the top, it's about the depth. <laughs> uh, that's right. Good. All right, let's make this official because it does look like I ran away with this uh, in the chat. Um, let's do uh, hashtag Jalen. Uh, I will use the StreamYard giveaway tool here. Uh, and I will, winner will get uh, a gift card to the ship chasing 
store. Yeah. And, and uh, Hayden, what else can the people as these votes come in, hashtag Jalen, what can they be looking forward over on Underdog as we head up to the draft? Well, first thing, rookies and sophomores draft, it's four-person drafts just like how this, but with the sophomore class, which is actually good. So those drafts are fun. We have a tournament, it's like 100,000, um, and those will close right at the draft. And there's not that much content about it. So if you can find some content, you can probably smoke some some of these people drafting because niche games, right? Yep. It is. Yeah, we've done a we've done a few of those on here. Uh, a lot of fun. I've gotten distracted with the Superflex drafts, but uh, we're gonna have to circle back to those uh, those soon. They um, are fun, and you have like a real decision to make at the top with the quarterbacks because like you, you got to wade into the waters of this quarterback class, or you have to pay up for those sophomore quarterbacks. It's it's pretty interesting. Uh, Gretch, you, you getting back into uh grind mode after the trip, feeling refreshed. Yeah. <clears throat> Did a stealing bananas pod yesterday. Got another one tomorrow. We're getting back in the flow for, with that. Uh, we'll do a little writing this week on the prospects as well. I think, uh, or next week, I want to write a little bit about, uh, college targets per out run. So I've done some research into that. It's nice. Kind of fun. Something that I don't know is going to add a ton of value to a lot of the stuff that's already looked at and in all the the good models out there, but I think is at least interesting. Some of my preliminary stuff has been been interesting to dig into. So, would you be interested in perhaps a guest section within a post, maybe breaking down some of my thoughts on the tight end? Yeah, <laughs> draft no, class. I mean, specifically one one name yeah. is what i'm looking for yeah i'll have a thousand words for you on jalen weinermeyer uh, <laughs> uh pat what are, what are you working on these days uh i have uh, my tight end rankings out came out today uh i'm working on my quarterback ranks which will finish up uh, all of my rookie ranks I already have the, the running backs and wide receivers out and we've talked about him a few times i'm gonna have dane brugler on the podcast tomorrow Going oh, shit. oh his wow. big, big prospects on the beast. Whoa, sure tweet that out. Tweet that out, baby. Tweet <laughs> it. <laughs> tweet out that you're having Brugler on the pod. Come on. You held that till the 125 oh, mark yeah. of the wow. show. Gotta wow. drop the bomb. Holy cow, that's how you do Ooh. it. How am I gonna Come sleep on. tonight? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Hayden's gonna be in your DMs with all these questions. He wants you to pepper uh, Well, I only got 30 minutes. I got a 30 minute window to ask him wow, he's like he's a busy dude. So I'm just wow. gonna be like, okay, so Sky Moore is really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about Rashad White. I need Rashad White draft. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna ask him about Rashad White for sure. Yeah. There you go. Um, all right, 75 of you watching live and yet only 16 in here. So uh good odds for the people who entered the winner of the ship chasing gift card is none other than RW Bonefish who came in here and told me all of my picks were trash. Wynemeyer was dust. He was the first one who really stuck it to me. Uh, all right, Bonefish, uh, message me on Discord or Twitter. Uh, get me your email address and I will get you a gift card. Appreciate all of you guys hanging out. Uh, my plug is I spun up a new YouTube channel the other day. I have a USFL 
video up there. We got the games kicking off this weekend. DraftKings put up uh, a two-game slate or a two-day slate with all four games. So should be fun. 100K up top. And I get I did a little uh, USFL preview there from a DFS and betting perspective to get you caught up. So you can search uh, Peter Overzet's Deposit Kingdom on YouTube. I'd appreciate it if you guys subbed over there. Going to be doing some more kind of pre-recorded non-live stuff over there. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Uh, big thanks to Hayden Winks for joining us. Um, I will never forget all the Jalen haters. We will see you next week.